0: You read the Bible, Greg,
1: you're talking to me. Come along, Sam. Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're
2: Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude.
3: I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well patch. So what you like?
0: Jesus freaking. Got a bad feeling about this. Why do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me one hundred. Next, scouts. let <laughs> <laughs> not see pictures, right?
1: Oh wow! Thank you for that. Hello, and welcome to the Film and Loathing podcast for Sunday, February twenty-first, two thousand twenty-one. This is episode number ninety-eight, and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Coming week, we've got a review of the new HBO film *Judas and the Black Messiah*. <clears throat> Maybe we'll talk some Malcolm and Marie, and whatever else comes up along the way. So, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. How you guys doing this week? <clears throat>
2: uh, well, it was a busy movie week for me, but uh, all in all, pretty shitty. Really? We got Snow Tuesday. Started feeling sick Tuesday morning. And then I've been sick ever since.
1: Oh, so you just got that? Oh, you just got the the dip in temperature, cold.
2: I think so. Weather yeah. changes. A I mean, I bit. hope it. I hope it's COVID. But
1: <laughs> you hope it is.
2: Yeah, let's get it over
1: with. I get weekly tests. You can tested, realistically
2: so. assume that everyone's going to get it at some point. Let's just get it over with. Not, Not me.
1: me. Not me. Not <clears throat> me.
2: Have either of you? Okay, let's ask you this: You gonna get vaccinated?
1: Probably. After Is a while, sure.
2: For you to be vaccinated right now?
1: No. Chris, are they gonna vaccinate you since you work in the public? Fuck no! Are you kidding me? You work at dirty nobody hotels? cares about hotel workers. Are you shit. Yeah, fair me? enough. Fair enough.
2: There, there's been talk in the corporate offices about them mandating like a vaccine, mm-hmm. but it hasn't. All, basically all the dms have said no hmm. that won't work
0: here. if a vaccine gets mandated at marriott I will end up probably getting one but I uh, I am might hold off on getting the vaccine if possible
2: I guess it would depend like if I was making enough money then I probably would do it but if it was like if I make what I make now then I would just say Fuck it. I'll just go find a new job.
1: Mm. Wait, I don't follow that train of thought.
2: Like, if I was making a lot of money, I didn't want to lose that money, and the company was providing the vaccine, I would say, yeah, okay, I guess. But if I'm just making what I make right now, but I could probably just go make that anywhere where I'm not required to get vaccinated, I would probably just go do that.
1: Why don't you want to get vaccinated?
2: I... It's just, I don't take a flu shot. I don't feel like this is any different.
1: Mm, oh, you're one of those guys, huh?
2: I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying the vaccine doesn't work. I'm sure it does work. And if you are a person that is at risk, you should probably get it. But I, for me, I don't like. I don't get a flu shot every year. I don't see why I would get this one.
0: Because this isn't you think just a flu, dude.
2: I get that. I'm, I'm saying in principle, it's the same for me.
1: I don't get the flu shot, so why would I don't get measles?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it becomes mandated for you to be on an airplane, which it looks like it's going to be, I probably would have to get it at some point. But
1: There's probably going to be I something about...
2: I'm rushing out to
1: do. Yeah, I'm not rushing out to. I also have very little exposure to the public, so I'm not super worried about it. Um... But I mean, at a certain point, when it becomes more readily available and I can make an appointment or whatever, I'll probably get it. But I'm with you, Zach. I don't normally get vaccinated for stuff. I don't get the flu shot. But for this, this seems like something I don't want to get, so.
0: No, you're not, you're not gonna enough to go lick
1: uh, every doorknob in town? I am not gonna become, uh, I'm not going to become, I'm not going to build up my tolerance through getting it.
2: That's what I want to do the old-fashioned way.
1: I mean, Derek got it. Um. And he... He made it, but... I still want to roll the dice. You know, I'll I get... I get permanent lung damage or something. I gotta stop smoking weed.
0: that because Yeah, because that'd be a bummer.
1: Yeah, dude, if I had to give up drugs... I think there's... The only way I can manage this podcast is drugs. <laughs>
2: with like the amount of like caffeine and terrible diet and the sugar that I eat, you're I'd fine, have a dude. Chance like of my heart exploding than me getting COVID.
1: Maybe COVID makes your heart explode. <clears throat> yeah,
2: that's fine.
0: That would be and the then- most extreme symptom possible. Like if a doctor came out with just like a new strain of crovavirus causes your
1: fucking heart to explode. Well, then Zach will just get a fake heart, like, in crank too. Just keep it
3: pumping. (laughs) He just has to keep
1: doing extreme
0: shit.
3: Already do. Next, he
0: puts crumbs in the GM's (laughs) desk. (laughs) Already done
1: it. Now all of a a sudden, putting your dick in the toaster is not just Sunday sport. (laughs) (laughs) It's keeping you alive. Oh my god!
2: Now I'm just eating raw chicken for the thrill of it. (laughs) Keep my heart pumping.
1: We are eating raw chicken for the thrill of it. Thrill of it.
3: <laughs>
1: well, so uh, I guess some in-house news. Also, this is episode ninety-eight, so we're winding down on that episode one hundred. And I don't think I don't think we've mentioned it on the show before, but for episode one hundred, we're going to be doing our top one hundred ep- movies of all time.
2: It's going to be exciting. I haven't even started my list.
1: You better get going, dude. I'm telling you what, this is not one you want to. This is not one you want to dick around with.
0: I feel like if there so, ever was a list to you know dick one, around
1: with, this is a. Are you this, kidding me? This can tie in oh, yeah.
2: perfectly to my story here.
1: Hey, and tell. So- hey, real quick, tell Alyssa that uh, her painting reminds me of John George Condor.
0: Oh, uh, Jake wants me to tell you that your painting reminds him of George Condor. The guy who did like my stupid my dark twisted fantasy Kanye West album art. Oh really? Yeah, he does like paintings of like you know Nikita like like some old ladies fingering themselves and like. Nice. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're not wrong, but.
0: <clears throat> no, I haven't. Uh, she said thank you, by the way.
1: I'm surprised anyway. you still wanted the coffin after you described it as he paints old women fingering themselves.
0: <laughs> Am I wrong, though?
1: Like, does he do that? That was one painting, yes. Yeah, well, it was a pretty impactful painting if I remembered it. You're such a child, Chris. Continue, Zach. <laughs> so,
2: speaking of this top 100 shenanigans, I was doing, a, you know, a little bit of prep work last weekend. Doing some watching. And... I meant to text you guys this, but I I forgot because I was watching a movie Saturday night and I fell asleep on the couch. And then Autumn was putting Noah to bed and she comes back out and she wakes me up a little bit later. I was like, oh, like, sorry. She's like, yeah, uh, you fell asleep watching Paul Blart Mall Cop
3: again. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, Again?
0: <laughs> is this a
2: common? Like is this said, a common yeah. occurrence? Uh, it's, I think it's probably happened more than once, but less than three times.
1: So twice. Kay. So only twice. <laughs> so it only happened twice. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Mean,
2: common enough, I guess. for you, I thought I should bring it up.
1: That's pretty funny. <laughs> So, does... Okay, were you watching it with Noah, or you just threw it on?
2: No, I put it on as he was going to bed.
1: Oh. <laughs> Has he seen it? I don't think so. Do you think he'd like it?
2: No, because his attention span is not... Paul Bart's a short movie, but his attention span is shorter.
1: He's got more of, like, the the 20-minute Minecraft vids. Yeah. How long I mean, are those Minecraft vids? He's,
0: like, six or seven years old, dude. Dude,
1: it's it's crazy, like... We sat down,
2: and I was, like, going through the voodoo. I was going to... He loves Spider-Man, so I was just going to put on, like, Into the Spider-Verse. It was, like, 7 o'clock. We are just trying oh, to move on down. Looks the like night.
1: someone's coming around on Into the Spider-Verse, Chris. Oh, mm. I just
2: know that he likes it. And so... You might like this movie.
0: Like, I think it's shit, but, like, you know, have fun, kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were just... Trying to get him to wind down for the night, so I was gonna go put it on, scroll through the voodoo, and he's like, Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like, you, Okay, you wanna watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, probably 35 minutes into that, and he's already, Alright, what's next? The like, movie's not even over yet.
1: Like, bro, don't you understand? If I can't log this on Letterbox, there is no point. So we are watching this movie.
3: I
2: watched the whole thing. And then... So, like, that he has no attention for, but he can sit and watch YouTube for hours.
1: Hmm. No story. Just commentary. I don't get it. Do you think he would? I mean, I
2: can too, but it's mostly like old ladies falling in grocery stores and stuff that makes me laugh really hard.
1: But no, seriously, make your one hundred list because you're gonna feel like a real dumb dumb if you forget something off your list.
2: I but that's the thing; like, it doesn't matter. I feel like it does not matter how much prep I do. One of you will mention something, and I will go, "Fuck!" I either should have put that on my list, or I should have rewatched it, or I should have something. Like it's
1: just—it's just gonna happen. Not if you're me and started your list four months ago. Well, I, I made—I mean, you're I made a still list gonna things. like.
0: We're gonna say something, and you're gonna be like, "Fuck, I forgot."
1: Name one. I bet. I I'll bet I got it. If I, If it was on my, if it was one of my movies,
2: Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Me.
1: No, not in my top 100.
2: All right, dude. It's gonna be in mine as a
1: stand-in for Twin Peaks, but fine. So I just, I get, well, I guess we can talk about this more around episode one hundred and ten when we talk, kind of get into like making our list. But do you, it's you have anyways, any
2: Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze?
1: Yeah, dude. No, no, not on my list.
2: You're fucking up, bud.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe if I rewatched it.
2: Exactly, that's the thing.
1: Maybe if I rewatched that's what's it, it's gonna
2: always pop up.
1: Maybe if I rewatched it, yeah. Well, I did really like. I think I talked about it on the show. I rewatched Anchorman last week and was kind of like,
2: mm, like mm. there, bumped There it. are things I'm definitely not going to rewatch that I'm going to put on the list because I'm afraid rewatching them would bump them off. Anchorman, yep. Like I'm not. I know Phantom Menace is gonna be on the list but I'm not going to re-watch it because I'm afraid that I will hate it and then I will bump it off the list. The
1: Phantom Menace? No, you
2: touted no, the Phantom Menace no, every
0: single time we talk about Star Wars as the it's best gold. Star Wars movie.
2: It is the best Star Wars movie.
0: Dude, Phantom... But you're afraid of
1: watching it out of fear of hating it? I haven't seen it in probably ten years. What? Dude, I watch it at least once a year. You're fucking up. Are you even a Phantom Menace fan?
2: I will be the first to tell you that I'm not that crazy about Star Wars, But if I had to pick one, it's the Phantom Menace. You're fucked.
1: Master Qui-Gon, sir, I was wondering, what's a Metachlorian?
2: (laughs) But, I did rewatch Dumb and Dumber not (laughs) that long ago, and it's still fucking gold.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah, yep. That is pretty good.
2: uh, There's a driver that works in advance, and I'll say, uh, you know, the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top of this guy? Sure. But he, he's a real nice guy. But he, we take deliveries to the GSE shop, which is like they service the airport vehicles and stuff like that. And so we get to sign out on like an electronic delivery board so you know where all the drivers are. And you'll come up and you'll go, oh, I'm going to the airport. And I said, I was like, why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Classic. He'd <laughs>
2: like, has a dead look, like deadpan look at me, and is like, "No, I have to deliver these parts." And I was like, "Just go." <laughs> <laughs>
1: someone's on a, someone's on a Dumb and Dumber fam.
0: Which is weird because I feel like that movie has something to apply to everyone.
1: It does.
2: Kick his ass, see bass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're so fucking stupid. Oh gosh!
2: One day, when I get tired of back talking senior employees at work and upgrade to talk back talking cops, I'm gonna wait <laughs> for it for one of the police pull up next to me and go pull over.
0: Just, no,
2: it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do to get them to say pull over?
2: Not pull over. <clears throat>
0: You're right, because that would really warrant them wanting you to pull over.
2: Right, that's how you get them to say it.
0: There you go.
1: Well, now that I got a fresh cup of coffee poured, you guys want to talk some uh, talk some Judas and the Black Messiah? Sure. Oh, this might be—is this the earliest we've ever recorded?
2: Um, the Halloween one we did was pretty early. Was it? I mean, it's 10 o'clock for me. Yeah, I've been up since 5. It's not that early.
1: Because when we started, when we mm. when we first started chatting, it was 7 o'clock Colorado time. Mountain Standard time. For anyone trying to do the math.
0: You guys, uh, said 9. I was up at 8.50, taking
1: my morning dump. And then I got the call to come record. Call to arms. Yeah, yeah. I knew last night it was gonna be like, time, like I was kind of, like, kind of do the roll out of bed thing. So I already set the coffee for last night to brew. Just had to let it, then per- percolating before I jumped right. on.
0: That is was, fancy shit, dude. You don't have. A coffee I was like that? Uh, reading some teenage mutant
1: ninja turtle comics,
2: and then Jacob texted, and
0: I was like, "Oh, all right." Is that Liar. what the fuck are you reading? Liar. Teenage mutant ninja turtle comics?
1: No, he's yeah. lying, he was watching Paul Blart. I'm oh. watching Paul Blart right now. Oh
0: my <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking gosh. You guys are crazy. I've been
2: reading the last Ronin,
0: Chris. <laughs> Why? That's
2: good. Is it?
1: Ooh. Is it actually though? Very good. Ronin. As in forty seven Ronin, as in
2: As in Leonardo Ooh. as Keanu Reeves.
1: As in, will that make my top 100? Hmm. I would
2: fucking hope not.
1: Well, you're... Okay, says the guy trying to squeak in fucking Paul Blart and Mall Cop.
0: Okay, I feel like my Paul goal... Blart Mall Cop doesn't need to be squeaked in. I feel like that's just... The... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a okay. runaway
1: sleeper. <laughs> okay, sure, sure.
2: My goal is to, with every movie, make someone like... Uh, Andrew Clark, more and more disgusted with my list.
1: <laughs> I think you've already got Unless that. As we get closer to number one. Dude,
0: so far, it's you're, you're good. Like, Listen to what exactly you've said is on your list. Like, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, uh, Slumberhout, Party Massacre, 12. Part 2. Part 2.
2: Mean Girls. <clears throat> yeah,
1: I, I good, mean Girls is actually good. I bet he
2: likes Mean Girls.
1: Mean Girls is good. Ingmar Bergman cut. Oh fucking gosh!
2: <laughs> Roman Polanski's Mean Girls.
1: All right, well, let's talk some juice in the Black Messiah here. Uh, written and directed by Shaka King. Is great name. Great. Right.
2: Stars deserves to be a director.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, stars Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, Dominique Fishback, even Martin Sheen's got a small role in this. And the plot synopsis is, Offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. What did you guys think of Judas and the Black Messiah? You want to go first, Chris?
0: I guess I can. Um, I thought it... L- It started off really strong. Like, I really liked the beginning. I liked everything with him getting into the Black Panther party, but then there was a certain point where it kind of dipped off for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say I lost interest because the story itself was just naturally interesting, but it kind of seemed like the storytelling lost its panache. Like, it lost its style.
2: I I would kind of agree with you. I really love... I guess I'll just start by saying um, I thought Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield were like fabulous in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really good, really charismatic, especially you know Brad Hampton. Um, I loved like the style. I thought it was really well directed and well edited. I just. <sighs> I I think it's just the nature of the biopic where I I just kind of found it hard to get through towards the end. Where it's one of those things where like I know where it's going and I'm kind of just hoping that it quickly gets there because I'm kind of tired of watching it.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that is sometimes a common problem with the biopic. Yeah, I kind of... I,
2: I mean, I will say going into it, I didn't really know anything about the Fred Hampton story, or... I mean, I knew he was assassinated by the FBI, but I didn't know that there was, like, a an inside mole that was feeding information to the FBI or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that bit
0: either. It's um, crazy to me how young he was. He was only, like, 21 years old.
2: Yeah, at the beginning of this movie, the key is supposed to be 17. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Bad chance, but... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was funny because I was talking with Rachel. I was like, I was like, oh, I think I feel like Cynthia Arrivo could have done a really good job of playing um, Fred Hampton's girlfriend, and she's like, she's too old for that role. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Daniel Kaluuya definitely looked like the twenty one year old.
2: (laughs) See, I, I, guess I could, I could argue that that's a criticism because, I think the fact that he was so young, is part of what makes it so impactful. And yet, this—I don't think any part of this movie would lead you to believe that he's 21. I think all things lead to the fact that he's like 35.
1: i, I would have get like—I would guess like maybe like 24, 25. Um, but I, I guess I think I'm kind of in line with a uh, Chris, you know, believe it or not. I also really liked the beginning. I loved a lot of the music in it. Um, I was really liking some of the direction and cinematography. Um, And then I think at some point, uh, like Chris said, it sort of begins to unravel. I I think it kind of lost focus a little bit, and was trying to tell. It almost seemed like it was trying to tell three separate stories. Um, You know, and when you do that, you sort of lose a little bit instead of focusing on one thing. Um, Like you definitely, it seemed very obvious to me that Shaka King is probably a, a huge. I would maybe maybe he's like, you know just very passionate about a lot of uh, black activist stories and obviously Fred Hampton would be a huge one. So it seems like you know he wanted to tell the Fred Hampton story, but then he also felt obliged to cover the Bill O'Neill part of it because you know obviously the two go hand in hand. And then you also this, have to well, this th-
2: is it's interesting you say that because this is it's uh, I was reading some things like this is actually like a script that's been like shopped around since like 2014 oh really like three other people have been attached to direct it and finally it got made with shaka king but like there have been three other people that have attempted to make this movie
1: oh interesting well i mean i'm sure i'm sure each person that did it obviously they would have done something a little bit differently that sort of made it their own but just this just felt like by the end they just wanted to tell all these stories, because obviously they're connected, but I think it would have been a lot stronger if they just picked one story and kind of fell that, followed that through. Um, and I think, I mean, I
2: think this would be a very strong Spike Lee movie.
1: Sure. Yeah, I can see that.
2: There's definitely some influence there, like obviously, but like this, I just feel like he, it could have used, I guess, more of that. Like, I don't know. I just was thinking about this, like when he's at that, uh, like right before they do they do the Rainbow Coalition and he's in that church. Like, instead of him talking to the crowd, if Fred Hampton like was looking directly at the camera mm-hmm. and like providing his speech, like that Spike lead touch, I th- like some of those flourishes I think would have really worked in this movie.
1: Yeah, I think this is the problem was I just. I wish it was more I guess I wish there was a little bit more fleshed out of following Bill O'Neill because that's a a fascinating story, right? When you think about it, right? That's a fascinating predicament. Like being a young black man who is who has been targeted by police or whatever all of his life will always be considered an outcast. No matter what he does, you know, like white law enforcement will still always look down on him. And that Contradiction of him essentially selling out people who were trying to help him in order to like help the FBI and like being conflicted by his role in all this. like I feel like that is just such a strong, interesting thing that I think could have been explored more if it hadn't branched out and tried to touch on different facets.
2: I to ask you, Chris, if you noticed the uh, that like 70s soul song that. Plays that uh, Cypress Hill samples from when the shit goes down.
0: That was the first thing I noticed when that song came on, and I hate to say that, but it was. And I was sitting there the whole time, like when the shit goes down, you
3: better be ready.
2: (laughs) No, like I would agree because the Bill O'Neill character, I don't think the movie does a good enough job as portraying him as like having two sides, like the side of This person who is selling out information on Fred Hampton and eventually leads to his assassination, but also just this guy who, if he doesn't do this, is looking at, like, 10 years in jail.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were talking last night after the movie was over, it almost feels like you should have just served your five years for, um, um, for, uh, what's the word? Impersonating. Impersonating. Impersonating a federal agent. You should have just done the five years and then life goes on, you know what I mean?
2: Like especially like when you read the end notes at the end of the movie, and it's like all the money he was given is equivalent to today's value of two hundred thousand dollars cash. That's really. Like all of that for two hundred thousand dollars.
0: They're like every single one of his friends that he's made over the past however many years being murdered.
1: I think what was more fucked up was the fact that it. See, it seemed to me maybe I just maybe it was just funny wording, but it seemed to me like. He sold out Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton gets killed, but then he continues to form to inform on what's left of the Black Panthers.
2: Yeah, he does.
1: Like, in that, like, dude, you're fucked. You're shit human.
2: But I mean, okay, but at the same time, at the end of the movie, Jesse Plemons is like... It's basically like, he has no choice. Like... Sure, maybe he doesn't go to jail, but the police officers and the FBI can still make his life a living hell if he doesn't continue to inform them.
1: I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, he definitely got himself into it, but he was gonna meet a bad—he was gonna meet a bad end no matter what.
2: I think it's—it's it's somewhat interesting, I guess. Like, I don't know. I—I I watched the movie, and I kind of got a sense by the end that you know, he probably did play a role in Fred Hampton's assassination, but that they were probably going to do it anyways.
0: I mean, they knew where his apartment was. They just didn't know a blueprint of the entire area, so.
2: Like, with or without Bill O'Neill, it seems like that's something that the FBI was probably going to do regardless.
1: Oh, for sure. And I feel like I mean, they fucking blast his apartment to hell. Like, you don't need to know a layout of it to just go in and guns a-blazing. I think they just wanted to just snare Bill O'Neill even more. 99,
0: I was reading at the end, it was like 99 shots the cops fired, and then the Black Panther Party fired one shot, and still four people faced attempted murder charges.
1: Seven people attempted attempted Seven. murder charges. Yeah.
2: I think Bill O'Neill committed suicide. Yeah, he did. I don't know. It's, the the clip that they play like from the interview at the end was kind of interesting, where he talks about, like, I'm not going to make some grand statement about like what I did, like, but at the end of the day, I know that I did something instead of being one of those people that just stands by and watches.
1: Yeah, bro, you informed. <laughs> you did something, dude.
2: But, I don't know. I think there is an interesting angle... That this movie could have taken of, like, maybe he was doing something shitty, but at the end of the day, he was doing it to save his own ass. And how much, like, that natural drive of, like... Self-preservation. to keep yourself alive, how that can almost basically make anything else, like, not matter. Like, what you're doing doesn't matter because it's all about self-preservation.
1: And that's definitely an interesting... That's an interesting um, you know, flip side of Fred Hampton, whose whole thing is, you know, kill me all you want because I'm dying for the people. Whereas Lakeith is just, tr- or sorry, Bill O'Neill is just trying to save his own ass. Like, I don't think he really cares about the people. He just cares about himself.
0: You don't even really get any backstory into Bill O'Neill. Well, I mean... Like, you don't get much, like history behind him like i feel like if you got a little context as to his being then at least then it creates a little bit more of a um a steadier juxtaposition compared to
2: i guess but here's an interesting point i guess would be like if life has consistently shoveled shit in your face like who gives a fuck about anyone else like you're trying to make life better for yourself who who really cares if you make life better for other people
0: and if you and if you established ahead of time like if you were able to establish other than just showing one event of him trying to steal a car if you established ahead of time his individuality and his self-preservationist nature then if you like that point it kind of works a little better
1: mm-hmm. yeah i just really wanted to see like i think it should have been a focus movie about bill o'neill and Like, through following him, you obviously get a lot of hints at at Fred Hampton, and you get hints at J. Edgar Hoover, but there definitely was a lot of moments where you just dropped, like, Bill O'Neill's story to then focus on Fred Hampton, or you dropped those two and then focus on what the FBI is doing. Yeah,
2: I really feel like Fred Hampton, as good as Daniel Kaluuya was, should have been, like, a a side character who's kind of here and there, but you're really focusing on Bill
1: O'Neill. Yeah, just cause that or just make a movie about Fred Hampton, right? Just why not, dude? Just so fucking make a movie about him. I will say, like
2: I get the point the point that they're making is not the information that Bill O'Neill gave, it's the fact that he was giving information. But it does seem like nothing that he really gives them is all that damning to the Black Panthers. Like, oh, they formed a rainbow coalition. No, I think, oh, this guy is, you know, they killed somebody.
1: Oh. oh, I think it was more just like they the FBI was just, that's how they were perceived. You know, the fact that they were able to unify these people, like that became, a, that was a huge deal in the eyes uh, of the FBI. I think it's not damning to you or I, but to a racist FBI organization, it's like, holy shit, they're getting all these people together. Like, that's not good for us if they unite.
2: I also was slightly confused with what they were trying to do with the Jesse Plemons character. Because, like, it seems like he's not quite on board as the racist FBI agent. Like, he does seem hesitant when everyone around him is blatantly racist. But then he also, like, becomes blatantly racist towards, like, Lakeith Sanfield saying that he, like, ruined his life. Yep. Like, I didn't quite understand what his relationship to all this was. Like, is he just a guy that is doing his job or does he have like skin in the game because he hates black
3: people?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if maybe they were just trying, maybe they were trying to mirror um, like Bill O'Neill through that, through that character. Well, I can't remember what his name is. And Jesse Plumman's character. I can't remember what his name is, but it was supposed to be like, you're just two people trying to get by. I don't know. That, that probably could have been fleshed out a little bit more.
0: I mean that's what I kind of gathered too for especially with his conversation with uh um, with Hoover's character.
2: I there's lots of like very interesting scenes in the movie that I liked. And I don't think it's a bad movie, but like I I can't quite put my finger on what it's
1: missing, but it's missing something. It's just a thread. It's just a through line. That's all it needs. One continuous
3: thread. It's like
2: It takes a break to focus on Fred Hampton in prison. It takes a break to do, like, what these Panthers are doing at the house with all the police are there. They have that big shootout. And then there's the kid from Moonlight who then shoots a police officer, and then he's in ICU, and then his friend, like, also kills police officers. Like, there's too many just, like, wandering strands.
1: Yep. No, I agree. I feel like that was kind of something I had said about... I can't remember what we're talking about, but just like a first-time director type of thing, thinking like, okay, here's my chance to just do something. You know, like, I'm getting a lot of, like, some big studio money now and not making little side things. Like, here's something I'm kind of passionate about. I want to put a lot of stuff... I just want to put a lot of stuff in this for my first movie. Um, And, you know, I'm sure... I mean, I think this guy, Shaka King, I think he's definitely got... He definitely has some talent. I definitely think we'll probably see his name again for sure. So I just, I'm just sure, just just some stuff to just be fleshed out and whatever he guys does later on. Like I'm sure it's gonna be great. I think there is a lot of promise.
2: I haven't seen anything like this yet, but it's my fear that like this will become like one of those movies that like. That, like people won't say bad things about because of the subject matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, not that I have anything bad to say, but like, I think it's a it's a fine movie. Um, my biggest complaint, just from a storytelling perspective, you know, one cohesive thing to keep an audience engaged is just that it just really needed that thread for me that you followed all the way through.
2: Well, I guess I mean, like I read an article that was like. Only February. We already have an Oscar frontrunner. It's like, let's fucking hold on here a second. Like, um, Oscar frontrunner. I yeah. You still haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice
1: League,
0: so like, let's. Roll True. That <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's gonna take the crown.
1: Or because I haven't. I wish I. I to I, I haven't seen it. It's, it's, it's a shame I haven't seen it. But I was kind of thinking about the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Where instead of making it about Jesse James, right, you follow Robert Ford and everything through this character, and you know how you how someone could build up to kill such a legend. And I feel like they could have done something similar with this, like where you follow. Well, Bill you, and you, you said
2: you you haven't seen that. No, but I know the story. Okay. Well, if you haven't, like, it does something very interesting with that story, which by the end it kind of becomes clear of what they're doing, and like. This is just drastically different from that,
1: Right, but I was more saying, like, that story about how, like, somebody's a legend, and then you get this other person who follows on, and I guess it's, he's not quite the same. He doesn't feel like he's in Fred Hampton's shadow, but, you know, there is someone that turns on somebody who is considered a legend, and then I wish there was, like, the downfall of that. The <laughs> like, I would have liked to have... Like, I... Mm, I don't know maybe you need a different movie for this, but I think it could have been interesting to see like what happens, like how does Bill O'Neill feel or deal with the death of Fred Hampton? I mean, he when he
2: says that he's going to get another drink, he's like shaking and almost crying. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anything that suggests that Fred Hampton feels good about anything that he's done.
1: That Bill O'Neill feels good about anything he's done?
2: Yes. Sorry. But it was, you know, it's what I had to do
1: to save myself. Right. And I get that through shorthand. Just a little more emotional investment for me.
2: Sky guy, Chris, he's all about the emotion. Dude, I oh, am. I'm sure.
1: I am. I just want to see people get blown away. I want to feel it, man. I want to feel your struggle. I wanted struggle.
2: to see the Bill O'Neill suicide on screen. We didn't even get that.
0: Nope my fucking gosh that would have been depressing as shit
2: I mean it is depressing though like
0: yeah
2: I feel like alright there's there's a setup for you it's Bill (sighs) O'Neill in his sad pathetic life after the events of all of this and him having to deal with it and it ends with his suicide like that ultimately is a better character study of Bill O'Neill than this is
1: yeah that seems like a student film
2: oh okay (laughs) Fucking Hollywood executive, Jake over there.
1: Yeah, I got my. Hey man, I got a. I got a book about Hollywood execs, dude. So you don't. don't you tell me. He's Hollywood learning sex? a thing or two. All right. Yeah, man. I got. I got like three books by Sitfield. Okay, I know a thing or two about a oh, screenplay. Dude, this guy
2: must be a fucking legend, dude.
1: Have you read them all?
2: No, I've
0: read two
1: of them.
2: This must be a fucking <laughs> WAG
1: nominee. Halfway uh,
0: on your way to his fucking booming career in Hollywood.
1: I got Robert McKee's book, okay? Okay, okay. (laughs) I (laughs) fucking know a thing or two. Chris. Dude, I've read a teenage
2: ninja turtle comic or two, alright? I think I know a little something about Hollywood. (laughs) I read Harry Potter.
0: I read Where the Wild Things Are. They made that into a movie. Okay. I think I know a thing or two about Hollywood.
2: I've seen Paul Blart Mall Cop
0: upwards of 20 times.
2: Cuz <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you had to like pick the movie you've seen the most amount of times in your life, like do you think you'd be you think you'd say you're ashamed that you've seen it that many times?
0: I, I've seen it this many times and I know that it was my choice to sit down and watch it, but it was always just on because my mom would always just have it playing.
2: So it's not something
0: that you're proud of? No, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. It, it's, it's, I actually can't even pinpoint it to one movie. It's one of one, two, three, four, five, four, four or five movies. It's either The Mummy, uh, Classic. The, the Twin Towers, Jingle All The Way, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl.
1: Hump bump. Mm-hmm. Or these are bad. Yeah, I know. I know. I I know. <laughs> are you talking to like movie? Just like throughout your existence, because I feel yeah. like you know, rewatching a bunch of shit as like a kid would probably qualify as the most most movie I've ever seen or most times watched of a movie. So like. My mom when we were
0: kids we would she would always have a movie on the TV and it would always be the same movie and it would play all day, every day. When my mom was a housewife and she would just play the same movie over and over and over and over and over and over again for basically the entire day, and then the next day she would restart that process. Oh my fucking gosh can't tell you how many times I've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger freak out because he can't find a Turbo Man inside the Kmart or whatever fucking store it was.
2: It's just a film about the spirit of Christmas, Chris. Giving people gifts. Yeah. You can't give people gifts. You suck.
0: Oh, but Arnold Schwarzenegger became Turbo Man. Spoiler alert for anybody who has never seen Jingle All the Way and was really <laughs> dying to.
2: Bill O'Neill becomes Turbo Man.
1: <laughs> Solid. That's a good. Let's sell that script. <clears throat> um, just to reel it back in here. F- final thoughts. Um, I thought the performances were great. I'm really. I always liked Daniel Kalu, and now I'm starting to really like uh Keith Stanfield. I think he's great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is he in? LaKeith Stanfield? Yeah. <clears throat> sorry to bother sorry to bother you. Yeah, but I didn't really like that. Uncut gems.
0: Oh
2: that's Get what else
1: I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's in Get Out. He's in Atlanta.
2: I saw the first season of that, it's pretty good.
0: Should watch the second one too.
2: I'm kind of in that- busy right now. I started watching Spawn last night, so Spawn. The like the original animated series.
0: Oh. oh wow! It's on HBO. You're really getting into comics.
2: No, I just have always wanted to watch it. Alright. I don't read Spawn. I've never read Spawn, but I just always wanted. To. I do know that his main villain is a big clown called the Violator, so that's kinda cool. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's fucking
1: funny.
2: He included he's great in widows too. That's kinda cool.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah he's great in that. Yep. You no, know, I liked a lot of the music choices. Um oh that's that was a fine movie. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four out of five. You're Zach? Fucked. Four out of five for me. The three for me. I'll cut it down the middle. Three and a half. Um. All right, let's move on and talk about... Uh, Chris, did you end up watching Malcolm and Marie? No. I watched that. Uh, I didn't intend to, but I did. Zach, I know you saw it. I don't know. wasn't sure if you wanted to talk about that for a second. Uh, we
2: can. I just have to pee first. But if Chris has something that he watched, I have to
0: go first. I really don't care what he watched. <laughs> All I really watched this week was
1: The Notebook. Tell me about
0: <laughs> it. Yes. Mm. Tell me about it. Uh, absolute dynamite movie. It cu- cuts to the heartstrings every time. Alyssa you have, had se- it
1: you have seen one. it, yeah?
0: Oh, gosh, yeah, many times. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Uh, Alyssa had it playing and sat down and watched it with her. Uh, it's so fucking cheesy. Like, so cheesy. But, like, I feel like it's where the cheese started. Mm-hmm. You know, for like mm-hmm. modern romance movies. Sure, yep. I feel like it's what every romance movie wants to be. So it gets a pass on the cheese because it was where the cheese originated. Uh, fucking Ryan Gosling's whole shtick in the movie is that he's just like a silent kind of brooding type. Mm-hmm. Like at first he starts off as adventurous, and then he goes to war, and then he comes back a changed man, and his wife's not there. So he drinks himself and builds his fucking house. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, how is this guy living? Like, how is he getting food and stuff? Like, there's no realistic way that he'd be able to do this if he had to take all of his money that he saved and all of the money he earned from the military and pushed it towards buying this place so that he can fix it up. I'm sitting there looking at this whole thing, and I'm like, my gosh, how romantic is this? He's building a house for her, and he got an offer for $50,000 at the time, which I looked it up. I looked it up. It's (laughs) $767,000. What? Yeah. That's insane. I fucking know, dude. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit, that's so much money to him. He must love her so much if he's not willing to sell the house. Because if I built the house and somebody offered me that much money, fuck, dude. I think I'm selling. Like, I
1: don't think Taken. it's a I know. I don't think yep. it's a question. I'm taking that money and going to Bangkok to bang bitches.
0: <laughs> that's what you're doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a good time.
1: Let me tell you about the first time I watched The Notebook. Hmm. I was I think I'd stayed home from school. I wasn't feeling well. And I think it was around the time, you know, this is high school, so everybody's talking about The Notebook. Everybody's loving The Notebook. So I said, "You know what? I'm going to watch this thing. I haven't I haven't seen it. Uh, you know, I'm homesick. Let me check this out." And I get to the end, dude, crying. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh. This isn't even that good. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, when they
0: were like, they die in each other's arms. Like, that's sad as shit. That's the only thing I
1: can't stand about it. I don't
0: know, man. Their love performs miracles.
1: It's just so perfect.
0: I know, but that's why it's so perfect.
1: Like, a more realistic ending is that she dies, and then for the next three years, he's jerking off to photos of her. Oh, my God. That's a more realistic <laughs> ending. Until he eventually kills himself on sleeping pills. Oh, my gosh. Like, talk about morbid.
2: That sounds like a student film. That was the original.
1: <laughs> he offs himself on sleeping pills. That was the original script, but then they changed. You know, studio kicks in with their notes.
0: Nicholas Sparks went to go publish the book with him offing himself in the end. And then <laughs> the publishing company was just like, Dude, hard right turn.
1: My yeah. gosh. Like, uh, I'm I'm not sure if he should be jerking off to his dead wife's photo. Maybe we can switch that up a little bit.
0: He jerked off to her picture so her her face shot so many times that it's not working anymore, so he had to switch to feet shots. He got <laughs> weird there for a minute. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's a stretch he's not proud of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Good movie though. I like it. Top one hundred. Sure. Don't spoil sure. it. I guess. I guess we'll. I guess we'll uh, wait and see. No. All right, Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Ugh, this shit turd. What a turd. I was telling Rachel. This same Levinson guy. One movie, he directs six out of five. The next movie he directs, one out of five. This guy's all over the board. This show on HBO is really good. Euphoria, yeah, Rachel really likes it. It's just
2: I don't know what it is about this movie. It's just like I went to go look to see if people like gave Assassination Nation like bad reviews and he's just like mad about it, and that's why he made this movie about how no one understands his movie. But like it's a movie, I don't like to use this word lightly, it's the most pretentious fucking thing I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, it, it's pretty obnoxious at points, to the point of being unbearable.
2: This is a movie for people that like Ingmar Bergman and not uh, own all five Transformers movies and steelbooks.
1: Yeah, the, for sure. Like, I can, I guess I can kind of get behind um, a movie about a couple arguing for an hour and a half. But there's sometimes I just didn't follow what they were upset about. Like, his whole thing where he's, like, yelling for, like, seven minutes about what the critic had to say. I was like, I don't know what this guy is talking about. Like I'm not even following his words and his it, sentences.
2: It's like... It, there are points in the movie where it seems like they start arguing simply because they have to argue because that is the premise that he's built the movie around.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: Like, I I was, I was gave it a 2 because stylistically, I really liked the movie. I think it's shot really well. And I, I actually think John David Washington was really good in the movie. Um, I'm not crazy about Zendaya. I... She kind of just seems like she just looks too young to be in this role.
1: Mm, Yeah, I don't know, maybe. I didn't have anything against either of the actors. It was 100% the script.
2: I just, like, it's weird because it has some interesting ideas, but chooses to forego those to do this single location screaming match. Mm
3: hmm.
1: I think it could have been. Like, if. I guess, like, I thought there was going to be something, like, interesting about what they were arguing about. And then it. And then kind of like a back and forth, and then you kind of realize, like, what they were yelling about, and like, what they were arguing about, and there's going to be some sort of revelation to that, but. It kind, of, it kind of went exactly where I thought it was going to go. Plus this whole big, like,
2: ambiguous ending. Like, oh, will they be together? Will they not? Like, I don't give two fucks if these miserable pieces of shit end up together.
1: I also thought... So, Sam Levinson wrote the script from scratch, right? Like, was there any... I, I can't help but wonder if there was input... From John David Washington or Zendaya. I couldn't tell you. It just seemed weird to me that he was writing this whole thing about... Like, what people think about black cinema and, like, coming from a white dude.
2: I'm honestly surprised there's not big pieces online, like, calling him out for that.
1: I haven't looked at it at all. Maybe there is. I don't know. (laughs)
2: It's like... He makes this big thing, like, because the movie's made by a black man and stars a black woman, that the movie has to be about race. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on and on about how the movie's not about race, but then all they talk about is race. Right. The movie has no, like, logical progression.
1: Yeah, and I, that's definitely some of the arguments. Like, for sure, I agree that it just was like arguing for the sake of arguing to keep the story moving forward. This should have been a short I've, film, honestly. 20, I've never... 20, 30-minute short film. At most, 80 minutes. Not 100. Yeah, well, it might have been like an hour 45, right?
2: Like, I have... There's not been a movie recently that I can remember where I've checked the time so frequently to see how much is left.
1: I got really deflated when I accidentally nudged the remote, and I saw there was an hour left, and I was just like, what could they talk about for an hour more? Like, it just seems like, like you should... like someone. Honestly, at some point, someone would have just left and been like, I can't deal with this tonight. I'm going to stay somewhere else. We can reconvene tomorrow if you want.
2: Like, okay, I can understand where she's coming from, like, hey, you know, you should have thanked me, like, I was there. But then, like, the one idea that I thought was really interesting was when, like, she basically explodes at him, saying, like, his movie wouldn't exist without her, and that she that he basically just, like, used her and stole her story. Like that's okay, that's kind of interesting. Let's see where that goes. but then it like foregoes that so we can talk about this girl that he fucked in the Marriott suite. like I don't care.
1: hmm, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty disappointed in Malcolm and Marie. didn't really care about some of the music choices. um the black and white was really was was sort of added to the pretension of it. But of course this movie has to be in black and white. Yeah, not a not a fan of this one. Definitely a big old turd. Big old shit turd. Sorry Sam Levinson. Fuck you. You suck. I'm sure you're listening to this. Go, fuck you. Yeah, why don't you go make something original, dude? Why don't you not make a piece of shit? <laughs>
0: You're supposed to poop in the toilet, Sam Levinson, not on the silver screen. Am I right, guys? (laughs) So right, Chris.
1: (laughs) Got him. (sighs) Anyway. What else did you watch, Zach? Uh...
3: You said this was a big
1: week for you. Yeah, let's see.
2: I watched some shit. I watched uh, let's see what do I wanna start.
0: Sexual encounters of the third kind.
2: Wouldn't be a bad place to start. Oh, that'd
1: be a good movie.
2: Um so I watched Fifty First Dates. Um The more I watch this movie, the more like absurd it becomes to me. Like (laughs) like, there would come a point in time in which almost all of your life is explaining to someone else that they love you that you wouldn't actually have time to do anything in life.
1: Yep. What movie was this? Fifty First Dates.
0: Oh okay.
1: It's like Well that's why they created the movie. It's like, hey, you guys want to come over and hang out tonight? No, I can't. I have to repaint the entire barn so that my daughter can repaint the entire barn tomorrow.
2: Yeah, okay. So she says in the movie that her brother and dad are fishermen and they're gone for like half the year. What the fuck are they going to do then? Like, they're gone for half the year. She's going to wake up and then she's going to think that they should be there because it's her birthday and they're not going to be there. That's your big fucking plan?
0: Yep. How do they make money? Forget about that. like Insurance.
1: Do- Probably insurance scams. <laughs> <laughs> They're what the people are they that are calling do? you
0: saying, your extended warranty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How are they
2: going to explain to her that she's aged fucking 40 years overnight? Like, You got to fucking think this through, Samwise Gamgee. You're better than that. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah,
0: but this Samwise Gamgee is wearing a Fishnet t-shirt,
1: so...
2: I will say I do think he's funny. I like him and I like the dad. Adam Sandler, he's whatever.
1: The, the the always reprinting a newspaper seems like a giant, like, like a giant toilet to flush your money down.
2: Oh, yeah, don't go in the big burnout back. That's where we keep our printing press so that we can keep running the same fucking <laughs> paper over and over again.
0: I mean, like, you could easily just say, like, oh, weird, the paper didn't
1: show up today.
0: Or just use like the a... same.
1: Or just use the same paper. She's not gonna know the difference.
0: It just seems
1: very like, plausible. That you to just have be to like,
3: have
2: like a pineapple every day. Like, oh no, we forgot a pineapple today. Oh well. <laughs> like, really, you have to have one every day.
1: Like if she didn't. Rem- like if she doesn't remember. Like why would changing these little things make a difference?
0: You're making some pretty valid points. Seth.
1: Also, dude
2: if her dad's eating pineapple every day, Chris, there's a, there's a lucky lady coming his way.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: This guy's gonna be ready.
0: Oh he's been he's been ready for like <laughs> five years.
1: Yeah. Alright, Zach, you convinced me I'm gonna buy it for seven fifty.
0: Although I do have to say, this movie has one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in any movie. And it was said by Dan Aykroyd.
2: Oh, the walrus line?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What's the wa- What's the walrus line?
0: Dan Aykroyd Where... is looking at it and yeah. he's just like, walruses have the second largest penis of all land mammals. I have the first. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Classic. It's good shit. So, not in your top 100, Zach? Nope. Ah, bomber. <clears throat> it's no knowing, that's for sure. It is no knowing. Uh, let's see. I can talk about uh, Valentine's Day. I rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
2: Oh, I thought you meant the movie Valentine's Day. I was like, what the
1: fuck are you turning into? No. <laughs> no, I did not watch that. Um,. He probably owns it but will not watch it. I do not own it. Unless I can find it for four ninety nine. But even then I probably wouldn't buy it. I don't really care for that movie. Um I don't really care for it's complicated either. But that's neither here nor there. Um this is always this is one of those ones I've been wanting to rewatch for a while. Was kind of worried that it might dip off or what it might dip off, maybe. But I gotta say, I was laughing just as hard as the first time I watched it.
0: Plus you see his
1: dick. Plus you see Jason Siegel's penis, that's a plus. It's got the kind of it's got the kind of humor that I enjoy, Chris. You know, it doesn't rely on gay jokes or dick jokes or it's just self loathing type of humor. And that that will always be funny. And yeah, I was really, I was very pleasantly, or happy to know that it did not go down for me. I still love, dude, I would pay, I would probably spend upwards of $100 for a ticket to go see Dracula the musical with puppets.
2: This, The only reason this has contention for my top 100 is because I love that Dracula song so much.
1: I love it. <laughs> I like the fish guy. Oh, the guy who can name all the fish. Oh my fucking oh, like god! Yeah, uh... when
0: he, when he's just like he's just like, what's the what's the net fish of Hawaii? He's like, like a leeky tuna, bitch. <laughs> I
2: love the guys. The guy that's there like on his honeymoon for the first time, and he, like he's losing his wife to his virginity, and his wife turns into like a nympho, and like that's all she wants to do, and he can't get away from
1: her. <laughs> he's like, it's like just fucking and fucking and. <laughs> Oh, man. No, hilarious. I I love it. I just love every. I love Paul Rudd's character in it. I love Jonah Hill's character in it. I love Aldous Snow. He's hilarious. I love Jason Siegel. This is the one uh, where I'm he's just, just like, fuck myself. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just, just so much good stuff in it. I love it. It is interesting that. That Russell Brand plays all this snow and gave him to the Greek and then they brought back Jonah Hill to play a different character.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you don't know if that's the same Jonah Hill. He could have made something of his life.
1: But don't you think Russell Brand would have... Don't you think they would have remembered him?
2: Do you, Russell Brand wouldn't have remembered him, are you kidding me?
1: Plus, I think they're different...
2: drugged-up, drunk rock
1: star. I think they're different names. But they definitely... Because they definitely seem like they kept some consistency. I think there's a I think there's a throwaway joke and game to the Greek where he's see Sarah Marsh and is like oh yeah I fucked that girl.
2: Yep, there is. Ooh, let's see. You have anything else, Chris? Nope. All right. Well, I'll breeze through. I watched all three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies.
1: All three. Damn. Um,
2: I love the first one. I like the second one a lot. The third one, I've heard.
1: Um, What's the third one?
2: They go back in time.
1: I don't think I've seen that one.
2: I mean, I, I love, like all the puppetry work, and, you know, I, I think for the most part, a lot of the humor kind of like, stay, like holds up. I mean, it's it's stupid humor, but I mean it holds up. Um, I loved. I love Splinter and Shredder as a character. It's pretty cool. And I just love the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan's awesome. If I were to be in a gang of petty crimes, man, the Foot Clan would be the place to be.
3: Mm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: like when they go into their hideout, and it's all, like, beer cans and shit all over the place. And then there's these kids, like, walking down, like... Then (laughs) they Fucking kids. They're like 12, and someone comes up to him and is like, You want some cigarettes? It's like, That's what you can do in the Foot Clan hideout because you don't have to live by your parents anymore. And they're like, Yeah. And he's like, All right, regular or menthols? He's like, Whoa. And like, That's what's cool to fucking teenagers in 1990. <laughs> Doing cigs? Smoking cigarettes.
1: Smoking cigs without parental supervision? Menthols. Mmm. Yummy, yummy.
2: It's just good all around, wholesome fun.
0: Did you buy the mask?
1: I should get a turtle head. Yeah. The mask starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> there's a uh, that 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 woman on um, my strange addiction or like my weird obsession or something. And she, like, is obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So she bought one of the old school outfits from, like, the early night... Like, the ones where they had the outfits. And it cost her, like, $70,000 and put her in so much debt.
2: So then the second one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. uh, This is the one I remember, like, watching the most when I was a kid. Um... So they get rid of Casey Jones because he was deemed, like, by some survey to be too violent.
1: Too hot, more like it.
2: So Casey Jones is gone. Instead, you got this little Asian boy that runs around with them.
1: Indy, Indy, you can't die. I love you.
2: But, hmm. so the interesting thing about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, there is an original song and performance in the movie by Vanilla Ice.
1: Oh my god, you're right. There is.
2: <laughs> oh my god, it was the best to see that. It's so good.
1: <laughs> I've never
2: seen, seen any of makes these movies. It four star. You you got at least Well, like, I can pull up the song for you, Chris. You've
1: never way. you've never seen these movies, Chris?
0: I didn't care about, you know, ninja fighting turtles.
1: Okay, that's is, the Is that even a statement? That that's you can the say to That's the lamest thing you've ever said, Chris.
0: I just never cared. I was more into Power Rangers than I was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always knew the Power Rangers could kick the Ninja Turtles' asses. You wish. Okay, first off, they have a 50-foot metal dinosaur.
1: Yeah, they're so poor at fighting, they have to resort to a 50-foot dinosaur.
0: And then that dinosaur combines with the other four dinosaurs to create a, like... 500 foot metal robot human some transformer looking motherfucker i think
1: that's all i need let's hear the song zach
2: it's coming This is the scene of the movie. I want the actual music in
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Whoa. Whoa. It's like a Will Smith beat. High quality
0: shit, dude.
1: Did Will Smith produce this track? I hope so.
0: Dude, he's awful.
1: <laughs> if I was if I was 27 years old, but in 1992, I would try a hand at rapping. Why not?
2: If I was 24 years old in 2021, that would be my favorite song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got you know who did the music for... Or the original song for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that they made? I didn't see Ice. those. Dude, it's Juicy J. What? Knock, knock, you're about to get shell-shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs>
0: this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. See, this is <laughs> I don't want to know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dude, do
2: you think in... In the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's like the Juicy J song where he's like, "Codeine, promethazine, my money
1: longer than a limousine." No, it's a little more. It's a little more mainstream Juicy J. Uh, it like <laughs> Katy Perry's Juicy J, but it's not. It's not a bad little outro song to the movie.
2: It's not the one where Big Sean, where he's like, "All this ice, I'm just living the life. Bad bitches want me. They give me head
1: like lice." That's the one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, you see J's got rhymes. Don't sleep on him. Not. His new album is his new album's great. He's got a line that says, I don't eat McDonald's, but I'll smoke a quarter pound for lunch. <laughs> I feel like that's
0: too much.
1: <laughs> Not for the juice, man.
3: That's
2: crazy. Is too much. <laughs> Let's see. There's that that opening song to that album that's really good.
1: Which one? The Juicy J one. The new one?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: I can't remember it. Is it just called, like, Intro or something? No, it's called, uh...
0: Fuck. All I know by Juicy J is... Well, first off, 3-6 Mafia, but juicy J alone all i know is you say no to drugs juicy J can't that's to, that's true
1: that's true he can't say no you say no to ratchet pussy juicy <laughs> J can't he can't he can't he just cannot do it <laughs> Physic- physically physically impossible,
2: impossible. <laughs> oh my gosh oh best
1: group that's the name of the song yeah that's right who did best group ever do at three six
0: I'm sure there's a general Chris, consensus. There are
1: only that. two things in this known world that are imp- currently impossible. Hmm. One can't tr- can't time travel. Uh huh. Two, G-C-J cannot say no to drugs.
3: <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! Both impos- equally impossible.
0: People have tried. People have very <laughs> well tried.
1: These are some of the best lyrics I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, when. <sighs> When they mention Ratchet, mention my name, I'm the one added this shit to the game. They told me I would never be shit, but who the
1: best to ever do it? 3-6? Yeah, he's the best, dude. First I got married to money, then to the game, then I got married for real, you fuck with my wife and I'll blow out your motherfucking brains. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) do you see the shit, dude? Don't sleep on him. <laughs> oh
3: my god!
2: Straight from Memphis, where they homicidal kill a N word, then go read a Bible.
1: Yeah. Zach, what's the third? What's the third teenage mutant ninja turtles called? Uh, out of time. What's that one like?
2: Uh, they go back in time. and They fight some people back in time. I don't know. Shredder's it's like it's Shredder's not a villain. It's like. It's just really stupid. I, I didn't really pay that much attention to it.
1: Mm, background noise? Pretty much.
2: Not good. Not good at all.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of a movie that was not that great, I watched from 1979, directed by... I pull up his name here. He's got some other stuff that I want to check out, but this one was not that great. Oh, it's Sergio Martino. 1979. It's called The Great Alligator. Oh, yes. I think it just got a Blu-ray release a few weeks ago, so I had it on pre-order. <laughs> Finally gave it a watch. Um, I'll say it's better than Tintorero that I checked out a couple weeks ago. Um, there's, there's actually a, a plot that you can follow, however ridiculous it is, and it's about um, it's about these, these people that are setting up a resort along this uh, African river, and across the river is like this native tribe that are, uh, you know, they don't want they don't want tourists. They don't really, they don't really want outsiders coming in. And so this their god, I can't remember the name of the god. Maybe it says it right here quickly. Uh, I think it's Kruna. Kruna is the name of the god, something like that. Embodies a giant alligator and kills people. And it's kind of funny that you could There's there's a lot of shots you can tell that it's a, like a toy alligator, in a pool that they were filming. Um, so there's a lot of like there's a lot of like cheesy miniature work and. Um, it's it, it's not great. the The ending is kind of interesting. That seems like they didn't really have a huge budget, so they just used it all in the last six minutes. And there's like I don't know, maybe like a dozen people die. Uh, they kind of ripped off jaws in a sense of like the way they kill the alligators. They put a fire extinguisher in its mouth and it catches fire and the alligator blows up. <laughs>
3: Wouldn't
0: that yeah. help the animal?
1: To blow it up?
0: No, to like have a fire It said at it ate a fire extinguisher.
1: Yeah, they put a fire extinguisher in its mouth and then I'm not exact. I don't remember how they blew it up. They didn't have a gun.
0: Oh, they blew up the fire extinguisher. Okay. Somehow, yeah,
1: somehow the extinguisher blew up and...
0: I thought you said, like, they it caught fire and they threw the fire extinguisher in its mouth and then it blew up. I was like, wouldn't that, like, put the fire out to a degree?
1: Nope, nope, they blew up the fire extinguisher, which I don't think a fire extinguisher has enough pressure to blow up. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, a great alligator. If you got 89 minutes, it's it's kind of fun. Something you know, kind of just throw on in the background. But Zach, what else you got?
3: Um,
2: so like I mentioned before, I was uh, sick on Tuesday, so I went to the Old Faithful. I watched uh, Mean Girls. Solid. I love Mean Girls. That's a uh, that's a top 100. For certain, um, how much stuff do you have?
1: Me? Yeah. I've got two other things.
2: Alright. Um, uh, after, so I watched Mean Girls and then I watched, uh, I watched, rewatched Venom, I guess. I saw it in theaters, but I didn't really remember it. And, you know, I, I want to really like Venom, so I think they do some pretty cool things in the movie, but, like, story-wise, like, it's it's not great. It's, it's kind of rushed, too. Like, like, so Riz Ahmed plays the villain, and he's, like...
1: Carnage, is that what it is?
2: No, he's not Carnage, he's Riot.
1: Oh. Oh, oh, So they,
2: the ship, like, crash lands and, like, the Venom kind of alien is in that ship. And then he basically, Rizzo is trying to find a host for it. And so he basically is, like, taking homeless people and giving them this alien. And then, like, hopefully they survive. And, like, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. That's a cool idea. Um, and then a lot of the movie is Tom Hardy, like, he gets Venom and it's just him like coping with it and like trying to figure out how it all works.
1: So is he a homeless person who gets inoculated? No,
2: he's like a disgraced reporter.
1: Oh, oh. oh, that's right. Eddie Eddie Brock, right?
2: Um I actually really think Tom Hardy is a is a good choice for Venom. And I liked him It's weird. I don't really like, him, but I don't really like his performance. Like it seems like every word he's saying he's like he's like mumbling and like always moving his head it's kind of hard to understand what he's saying most of the time um and there's not that many like action sequences with venom but i mean i do like the look of him and like him scaling buildings is pretty cool and you know eating people's brains and shit is kind of cool So <laughs> <and, yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking casually yeah, him eating people's <laughs> brains and shit's fucking cool. I
2: mean that's pretty cool, dude, but I mean it's it's the movie that had to be made so that you can kind of establish the characters in the universe. So I guess I would say I'm or what they can do with the character of Venom for now. Or what they can do with the character going forward. Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. is what this movie makes me excited for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Okay, let's see. I got uh, part of that work day I was talking about where I watched two movies back to back uninterrupted. The second one I snuck in there was Anaconda from 1997. Classic. It's kinda, That's kind of crazy cast. Maybe think Ice about Cube. it. Ice Anthony Cube. Anthony Hopkins. Not Anthony Hopkins. John Voight. Close. I uh, wish it was Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> like Owen Wilson, Jennifer Lopez.
0: I didn't know Owen Wilson was in that.
1: Yeah, I totally Lord. forgot. And then also the dude from, um, I can i am blanking on his name right now—but he was also in The Mummy. He's one of the guys that uncovered, um, like, the organs of Imhotep. Imhotep. Um, no but, Eric Stoltz. Is that isn't no? That doesn't sound right. It's, um... The old guy? The cowboy? Jonathan Hyde? It might be Jonathan Hyde. He's the guy Danny that's, like... Danny Trejo's in this? Oh, yeah, he's in the very, very beginning. He's the... So it, it opens with this guy who's, like, frantically rummaging around this ship, and there's, like, something breaking through the floorboards. You don't know what it is, and he climbs the mast of the ship and blows his brains out up there. That's the very first... Sick. That's this opening scene in Danny Trejo. It is Jonathan Hyde. Yeah, that's the guy that's in the Mummy as well. Question for you: There's someone named
2: Frank Welker, who's credited as the Anaconda's voice. Does it talk?
1: I think it just goes. <laughs> so maybe they would was...
2: take real Anaconda.
1: <laughs> Can they get stalk Anaconda sounds? Yeah, they must have had a guy <laughs> in the in the studio going. Go. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, try it again, but a little angrier. Mm, I forgot about J Lo. Yeah, J isn't... Um I think Anaconda's kind of a fun romp. Uh it's not very long. Some of the I mean it's all it's all ridiculous all the way around. There's some terrible, terrible CGI. Like when uh, they the Anaconda swallows Owen Wilson and it's like swimming through the water and then you see like his face pressed against the snake's face or the skin underwater. <laughs> Kinda of bad. Um but there is some there, but there is some good. I'm guessing it must be animatronic, a snake. They use some CGI, maybe like animatronic of some sort. That's what I would guess. And Doesn't some of that. that
2: f- you want to rewatch Anaconda: Hunt for the
1: Blood Orchid? It does actually. I was thinking that <laughs> right after I got done watching it. That's got Morris Chestnut. He's a handsome man. I just remember the only thing I remember about that movie is like a giant pit of like fifty foot anacondas. Oh yeah, brother. At a the end of the movie. Pet? There's, like, a at the, end of the movie, at the end of the movie, there's, like, a huge pit, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, 50-foot anacondas all snaked together. That, and then also the where they're walking through the water, and then it's got, like, the bird's eye shot, and, like, the snakes weaving through the water. I remember that, too. Shit, I need to watch that.
2: Instead of... I wish instead of Ice Cube that it was Ja Rule, instead of Jennifer Lopez, it was Ashanti, and they could have done the soundtrack. Wow. How are you talking? This guy's an idea, man. Why doesn't Studio Heads get in touch with me more often? 1997? Holy fuck, this would have been the perfect time for Ja Rule Ashanti. Yeah, dude. They go down, they're in the fucking, their boat, sailing down the, wherever they are, the Amazon, I would assume. And it's just always on time, it's on the stereo, blasting. Fuck! Oh, why don't they contact me more often? Talking I don't know, man. Warner Brothers,
1: but it was uh... yeah. It wasn't an it wasn't a, an okay rewatch. I had uh, a dope poster. It is a good. It is a good poster for sure. Very simple. I like the way it looks on Letterbox. <laughs> there needs to be more giant snake movies. Hmm. Giant snake movies. There needs to be more Apparently, giant... Are in the Chamber of Secrets? Okay, we well, got one. There needs to be that more... That doesn't
0: count.
2: Apparently there's four
1: Anaconda movies. I know, I saw that. I, was, like, I hadn't <laughs> even heard of the last two. More, um, more snake movies and more... There needs to be more good, like, crocodile movies. Lake Placid. You gotta re Lake Placid. Yeah, but they're all, like,
2: subpar. Okay, I want, like, a realize, good. like the, the caliber of people that you're going to get to sign on to do, like, a. Hey, this is a giant snake movie. Sorry, bud. Leo DiCaprio is not signing up for that bad boy. Well, it's like, come on, man. Like, take some pride in your work. Like. He just got kicked off the Martin Scorsese film, actually. Maybe he is in the mood for a giant snake movie.
1: He didn't get kicked off, Zach. Huh? He's still in the movie. He just changed characters. Yeah, well, he's not the
2: lead anymore. Correct. What Martin he's,
0: Scorsese movie,
2: the one that he's having a hard time financing
1: because it's cost like three hundred million dollars. What is it? The, something about this moon. The word "moon" and "flowers" in the title. What's it about? I don't
3: know. It's based I'm on not some sure. book.
1: Probably some Italian bullshit. But Jesse Plemons is now.
3: We the
0: get it. Role. You're Italian, Martin Scorsese. Dude, he cut the mobsters. bullshit.
1: I think it's about the killers Death of the Robert. flower moon. What is it?
0: Killers of the Flower Moon.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Killers of the Flower Moon. Yep. Jesse Plummins is now the lead role, and I think Leonardo DiCaprio is in more now like a um, is, um some sort of bad guy. I don't know. Oh.
2: Is Jesse Plummins in the Irishman?
1: Yeah, I think he is. I can't remember what he plays. Isn't doesn't he play like a like a driver? Oh, is he or uh... he's son? Yeah, thank you. There you go.
0: Members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the nineteen twenties, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J.
1: Edgar Hoover. There you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Another Ho- Edgar Hoover. Get this guy there out there. of here. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Maybe DiCaprio's, maybe Leonardo DiCaprio's playing Edgar Hoover again.
0: That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm done on Scorsese. I think.
1: You're done with him.
0: I'm done with him.
1: Well, he's not done with you, Chris.
0: I know. I know. He just won't fucking quit.
1: <laughs> it's just, it is impressive that he's still making movies. I'm gonna watch it. Fuck it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, of course you are.
2: Done. He lost me. If this is an over an over three hour affair, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia synopsis.
0: I feel like that would take longer than three and a half hours. Do you know how detailed they make that shit?
1: You think it would take me more than three and a half hours to read five paragraphs?
0: Dude, you don't know how to read.
1: That's true, that you got to factor in the time to learn to read. That's true. Exactly. What else you got? For
0: so many, so um, much shit, dude. I'm looking at this right now. Are you fucking kidding me? He has so much shit on here. Who? Martin Scorsese. He's got. The Jews It's are, announced it's like he's, doing a, he's doing a
2: 1960.
0: He's doing a biographical drama on Theodore Roosevelt, where DiCaprio plays Theodore Roosevelt.
2: Yeah, you can count me out for that one.
0: Nice. I'll watch it just because I like Theodore Roosevelt, but like.
2: Oh, yeah? You big Teddy R fan?
0: Teddy R is one, a cool fucking dude.
2: Yeah, name like five of his songs.
0: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> name your top five fireside chants.
0: Fucking gosh, dude.
2: Uh, last two things I watched were, uh, sick watches, so I mean I was probably in and out of consciousness and under the influence of high power sedatives.
1: Yeah, careful, they'll end up on a top 10 list.
2: <laughs> that could be why Spider-Man Far From Home went from a 2 to a 4.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was wondering how that happened.
2: So I rewatched both of the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Um, I still really, really like Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. and I really like Michael Keaton in the movie and his story and how that I like the idea that you're getting a villain origin story coinciding with Spider-Man's story of being in high school and whatnot I will say what's kind of annoying like watching these movies back to back is like kind of how whiny Peter Parker is and like so in the first movie in Homecoming, he's like, Tony Stark, when can I when's my next mission? Tony Stark, when's my next mission? Tony Stark, when's my next mission? And then in Spider Man Far From Home, it's like, Oh man, I kinda just wanna be a kid again <laughs> And like Nick Fury's like, Okay, here's your next mission, okay, here's your next mission, okay, here's your next mission He's like, Oh man, I kinda just wanna go to the Eiffel Tower with MJ, man.
3: <laughs> it's
2: like pick a fucking lane, dude. Like Pretty annoying that you want all this responsibility and then it comes to you and you just don't want it anymore.
1: Classic teenagers, am I right?
2: What's the deal with that, Spider-Man? Uh, but far from home maybe it's not a four. But I mean it it did go up. I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot in Mysterio.
1: The best part um, of the whole thing is that very end when uh when Mysterio reveals who Spider-Man is. I can't wait to see how they handle that.
2: Should be good. I will say I don't like... I like Mysterio as a villain. I don't really care for the elemental stuff. And I really like him, like, using all of these drones and stuff I didn't think was that cool. Like, I wish it was kind of more just him versus <laughs> Spider-Man. And, like, because, like, there's that scene where he's, like, inside Spider-Man's head and is, like, causing him to see all this shit and like it freaks Spider-Man. Out. Like that's that part was really cool. I wish it was more of that and not like, I'm gonna show you this whole city being burned to the ground. Like I don't care about that. But um, so there's that. Uh, again, I'm not that crazy about Zendaya in this movie.
1: Yeah, he kind of see. I was, oh, that was one thing I noticed about from Malcolm and Marie. It seems like Zendaya always plays these indifferent characters. She's just like, meh, whatever.
2: I don't really like her like in these series. I don't really care for her too cool for school attitude. And, um, you know, I mean, she's definitely no Kirsten
1: Dunst, that's for sure. She seems like she's a nihilist. She might be a nihilist. That sounds exhausting. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, all I know is that I, I gotta rewatch the, uh, the, the fucking, um, what's it called? The Andrew Garfield
0: Spider-Mans.
3: Hmm.
2: As terrible as I remember those being.
0: I wanna know how Zendaya came to be known as just one name.
1: Ask her. Yeah, dude, DM her.
3: No, it's I'm just funny. every
0: single person is always just like... They always have a first name and a last name, and obviously she has a last name, but, like,
3: I think it's why is she only
0: known as one as
2: name? Like a, her, her career began as, like, a singer, so she just went Weird. by Zendaya.
1: If that's something you can wrap your head around. Just how the fuck does that happen? Donna Every other person. Par- Donna from Parks and Rec only has one name. What? Yep. Who what's hers? I don't know. I don't remember. You have to look it up. But she has it's got one. Greta?
0: How the Is fuck it just Greta? Yeah, there you go. How do you How do you do this? Like can I can I do that?
2: Just go by Chris.
0: I'll just go by No, cuz like I feel like
2: Like what's your last name? Blank. Don't have them. I'm it's just Chris. Chris.
1: What's crazy is that Zendaya's first name is actually Zendaya. She just goes by her first name. That's it.
0: Retta's full name is Marietta. Did
1: she reduce it to Greta? No, she just reduced it to Retta. Oh, it's Retta. That's right, Retta.
2: This is what I think is crazy. In all of Zendaya's credits, she plays characters that... Are, uh you know in high school and then sam levinson came around and was like you look like a 30 year old woman i should cast
1: you
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm surprised like her acting credits aren't like oh here we go a bunch of television stuff oh like nihilistic teen one uh self-loathing she's self-loathing teenager number three
2: well i mean she started in like Oh, she has a film credit in Super Buddies.
0: That's where I know
1: her from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's in Smallfoot.
1: Didn't say it. Uh, Zach, a you character g- named Michi. Oh, yeah. Michi Darko? She must be. Are you tapped, Zach? Do you have anything else? Our last thing I watched, I'll say, is that without this movie, Chris, you wouldn't get there. Will be blood. Without this movie, you might not have uncut gems. And that, of course, is Billy Madison.
0: Nice, dude. Give me the
1: goods, buddy. Um, why wouldn't you get there? Will be blood? Because I think it's a Paul Thomas Anderson guilty pleasure.
0: You don't have There Will Be Blood because there's not the influences there to throw into There Will Be Blood if Billy Madison doesn't come out. Exactly. There will be blood would look completely different.
1: Like when you're stumped trying to write dialogue for Daniel Plainview and then, you know, you can't you can't turn to Billy Madison for inspiration. Um, Billy Madison is one of those things that I still think it's funny. It's just what I thought was funny as a kid and what I find as funny as an adult is very different, obviously. Are the same. Um, <laughs> the scene that made me laugh the hardest was, of course, when he is like, whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. The part of the book that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. I love Dodgeball. You get out there and you find that fucking dog (laughs) Love
2: it. You Um, understand, you got a dog. You got a pet. You got a responsibility. (laughs) You don't look for an hour and call it quits.
0: Everybody in this audience is now more stupid for what you have just (laughs) they have just had to listen to.
1: The puppy society (laughs) Another Adam Sandler movie where he's putting on a random accent (laughs) at certain points for no reason. I love when they're at dinner and he starts speaking gibberish to Eric (laughs) and slurping his soup. Hilarious. Um, No, yeah, it's just a ridiculous... It's just a ridiculous movie. I love, like, the random shit with, like, the banana peel on the side of the road. And then all of a sudden, you know, Doyle's run over it.
2: I still love the, uh, the penguin bits. When he goes to Veronica Vaughn's house trashed. And he's like... He's like, oh, I see what's going on here. So sorry to interrupt. You
1: know, I think there's an there's there's an essay somewhere about the meaning of the penguin in this movie.
0: <laughs> there's only one part of this movie that I can say I didn't like. What's that? It was that they wasted pickles on a pickle race at a burger joint. Like you only have probably one or two pickles on that sandwich, and you're just gonna waste them by throwing them out a window, Billy. Fair enough. Come on, like this is rookie. You're you're fucking playing in the small leagues here. Get up here with the big boys.
1: (laughs) No, I... I had a good laugh. I had a good laugh watching Billy Madison. I I can't lie. I'm glad I... (laughs)
3: Shit, poop. When
2: I worked at Chase's, we. Like, there was a, a menu item that had risotto on it. And I would always be like, risotto's not a name, it's a baseball player. That's <laughs> cheating.
0: <laughs>
2: I hate school and I hate all of you. <laughs> we called
0: the shit poop.
1: <laughs> what about you,
2: Cybers? You want some of this milk?
1: Oh, that's another one. They're at the dinner table, and they're like, something about like how like the people flow, and they have to get back to their busy lives." He's like, "Oh, that's okay. This guy could stay with me." And he (laughs) takes his hand. He's like,
0: (laughs) "I saw this thing the other day about how um, during Billy Madison, during that dodgeball scene, the parents were on set watching their kids act, and they didn't know that that was going to be a dodgeball scene." They didn't know that he was actually going to be chucking the ball at them as hard as he could. So, like, when they first started doing it, the parents were like, what is he doing? Why is he pelting my kid with a dodgeball? <laughs> right, well he
2: obviously didn't throw it at them as hard as he could. It I seemed would, like he did.
3: It's Commitment. obviously
2: not a real dodgeball. It's probably like a softball. I think yeah. it was all real, dude.
0: Genuine reactions. Why do you think that this inspired they will be blood? All real.
2: Yeah. I guess when Paul Dano in There Will Be Blood is like, Alright, I'll give you this oil for sixty nine dollars a barrel, and then Daniel playing View goes <laughs> Sixty
1: nine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, great uh, great rewatch. I just wanna even read. I just wanna like I wanna see this happen in real life. Honestly, I want to follow a news story where a, th- a grown man goes back through all 12 grades.
2: Can you imagine you like, put up the money fourth grade, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> here comes this grown-ass man that's in your
1: spelling bee now. <laughs> I mean, social study, division? This is going to be tough. It is kinda of random how all of a sudden Veronica Vaughn is in love with him. Like you think she would just loathe him more <laughs> as time goes on.
2: That Veronica Vaughn is one
1: piece of ace. <laughs> I love when he's like, I dare you touch your boob and he's like, Touch your boob, that's assault and he's like, Do you double dog dare me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Peeing your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. Still, to
0: this day, is so <laughs> gross.
1: <laughs> I love when uh, Billy Madison's have a tough time at school, and Juanita's like, oh, "I'm sorry. Do you want me to take my shirt off for you?"
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. And that's all I got for this week. Zach, anything? That's it. Chris. I'm good. Okay. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking Nomadland. That's the plan. Episode 99. Episode 99. Nomadland, episode 100, will be the start of our top 100 countdown, which we're going to be doing in two parts. And then I think episode – what are you going to label that, Zach? Episode 100, part A, episode 100, part B. Episode
2: 100, episode 101. But it
0: all depends on how we record it. If we record it at, all at once, then it's one part A, 100 part B. No, it's if two we times. If we record it in two times, then it's 100 and
1: 101. I think we should just five, find a five the, 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 hour the, the. chunk and record it all at once. Nah, just kidding. I don't want to do that. Two parts. It'd be like, it'd be like just fly hours. up here again, Jake. Alright, I'll just fly back for this recording. That'd be fun. Yeah. you have to
2: stay for 10 days. You'd have to quarantine.
1: Shit, that's true. Well, I can work from home, so... Um, and then episode 102 is, of course, gonna be the start of our sports movie bracket, so... Which we still have got to discuss the 16-team bracket. We'll get to it. Um... But as always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Keep staying safe out there until next week. Bye-bye.